Hello, happy Thursday. Welcome to Offbeat Grad. My name is Sam. Today we're talking about blog content audits. And if you don't know what that means, that's completely fine because we're going to get into it. But today I'm joined by Charlotte of This Girl Knows It. She's been on the podcast before. She's a good friend of mine. She wrote a guest post all about this and I was like, you know what, that would make a good podcast because we should all be taking this seriously. We should all be doing blog content audits. But I am the perfect example of someone who hasn't and I, Charlotte has. So she's got some great advice and practical steps for actually doing a blog content audit. So let's get started. Cool, okay, introduce yourself. My name's Charlotte, I am the blogger behind This Girl Knows It and I mostly write about travel and blogging but I used to write a lot about college up until last November. Yeah, and she's been on here before to talk about rebranding. And then Charlotte just did a blog post for Samantha Ability all about like doing a content audit, which is something I need to do. So I was like, mm, side eye. But I was like, <laughs> I really need to do that. I felt called out. So I thought I would call everyone else out and talk to you about this content audit nonsense because it's really important. It's just one of those things that always gets pushed to the side. So can you explain what exactly a blog content audit is? Yeah, well, basically, it's just going back through um, all the old posts of your website and seeing what needs to be improved on. So I would go back and just look at for... Um, like broken links, if images were blurry or needed to be optimized. Um, I had like I had no clue what I was doing with SEO when I first started, so I went back and like improved all of that. Yeah. Basically, yeah. I need to do this. Um, yeah, I think anyone who's been blogging for more than like a few months, we you start to learn. Like you learn really quickly when you start blogging, like what works and what doesn't. But your new posts will be great and all of those old posts they live on and they haunt you they are always in the background and you're like oh no but you just like you can't delete them that's not the right thing to do for search engines and just because they're probably bringing in some kind of traffic so you can actually repurpose them by going back and updating them with everything you did learn and it's just a lot of time so i thought we would go over what to focus on um, what to even get started with because I know I'm super overwhelmed by this because I have over a hundred blog posts like I know I'm just <laughs> I know I'm not gonna go back and sit through all of them and some of them are dumb so I can't I don't know it's like a weird because uh, they're so cringy that you like don't want to relive them and like admit how bad they are so in my mind I'm like pretending they don't exist but I know that's not the solution so yeah yep. like, that's how a lot of mine are but then they're also some like they bring in like the most traffic. Like I'm constantly getting traffic on all these old cringy posts. And I'm like, I yes, need to that's fix the conundrum. This. That's the mystery of blogging. Like the stuff you think will do the worst always does the best. Yeah. Can't figure that out. So let's talk about why you should do an audit. Like we've already sort of talked about it, but we'll talk about it more. So what are the main reasons? Like what benefits can you expect to get from doing this comprehensive overhaul or even just a small one? Yeah, well, like, Whenever I went back and went through all my old blog posts, it helped me like interlink to like new pieces of content to improve yeah, SEO. Um, and like all my old posts, they were just like 500, 750 word posts, and like they were bringing so much traffic from the Pinterest graphics. But then it just wasn't good content, and people weren't staying on my site. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 
definitely need to increase like the quality of the content because you're probably a better writer now like than you were when you started i know i am because i started mine like my sophomore year of college and like cringy like i don't know that was too cringy so now it's definitely much better and i'm with you when i started mine were only like 500 words and i was like this is crazy i was like this is a novel but now it's just like so much more goes into a post than i ever knew and it's a great way to make those old posts that are still getting traffic like actually relevant again and another important thing to focus on is user experience which is like the most important thing for seo right now and what that basically just means is making sure that your posts are easy to read um, have images like they're interlinked like you said basically content that like makes a user want to stay on the page which definitely is not the case for most of our older posts even if they have like such great um, Pinterest momentum or anything like that that keeps bringing traffic in like if the user experience isn't there those people aren't gonna hang out on your website so that's crappy but one of the things that you did with your new revised posts was you use them to increase revenue like you monetize them so do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah, so whenever, um, like, I was picking at which post to do, I started with, like, the 10 most popular, and a lot of them were posts with affiliate links, mm -hmm. and I would go back, and I'm testing out all these links, and I realized that all of them would go to products that were no longer available. Oh. So, yeah, and so I was like, no wonder, like, I'm getting no revenue from this. So I went and fixed them, and then... I think last month I made like $50 off of Amazon affiliate links. That's good for Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> it's it was like, really good. Yeah. And it's like just because I went back and like fixed all those links. And yeah, now I'm getting like I didn't more even more think about views. that. That's a really good point. Like Amazon links especially because Amazon can be really flaky sometimes. So some things that you're linking to like a year ago might not even like exist anymore. So that is a good point. Um, yeah, and even just putting in those Amazon affiliate links or any kind of affiliate links, like in places you didn't have them. Like when I first started, I wasn't in any affiliate programs on like obviously. So I have to go back now. <laughs> that is on my to-do list. But I did actually do this once when I got my biggest post ever, like 10 college jobs online, whatever. I don't know what it's called. Um, it like went super viral like super viral and I used Google ads at the time and I went in and I manually put Google ads like all over this post like when it was basically fading out of virality and I wish I had if I had known this now I would have gone in as soon as it started getting noticed and put these ads in because I made a few hundred dollars from like just doing that and it's those small things that weirdly add up especially when you're monetizing so that's a good point. And also it gives you a lot of new content to promote. Like with my blog, I only publish something maybe once a week. That's like on a good week. So having stuff to promote all the time, like fresh new stuff, isn't always possible. But if you don't have the time to rewrite or first write like a new post, this is a good way to basically repurpose something. You don't have to put nearly as much research or effort into it. You just basically go in and fix it up a little bit and suddenly you've got this shiny new thing to promote wherever you promote it and i think that is a good time saver yeah like, at least for me yeah like a lot of mine like some of them like some of them are really bad and i basically have to like redo the entire post but mm -hmm. others it only takes like 30 minutes and i'm just like fixing some spelling errors and like adding a new pinterest image or something yeah oh yeah that would be so nice uh, i spent so long on blog posts now that would be so nice i should do this 
but <laughs> let's talk about how to actually do it because it's really intimidating when you're like, oh, you need to go back and edit all your blog posts, but everyone's like, where do you even start? Like, what are you updating? If you've only just started blogging and you're now starting to go back and edit those first posts, like you don't really know where to begin. So you narrowed it down to five steps. So let's walk through them. So what is the first step? Yeah, so the first step was updating um, your old content with relevant information. So basically, I would go back, um, I would look for spelling errors, um, if there were any errors in like the links or like misspellings in um, like the captions of images. And mm-hmm. I'll just try to like improve the blog post as a whole. And then I would try to um, monetize it if I could. So there was one post, it was like, it was one of my most popular posts and it didn't have any monetization. And it was something where I was like talking about products. So I went back and I monetized it and I've like gotten a bunch of money from it. And I'm like, why didn't I not do this like two years ago when it was like peaking at its popularity? Yeah, that's the worst. But uh, I mean, you learn, you live and you learn. So (laughs) now we all know. But if you just take the time to go back and do this now, then when it does peak again, then it's already done. Yeah. So that's good. Um, What's your second step? Um, it's to fix any broken or outdated links. So I talked this about this um, already, but I went back and as I was going through my Amazon links, a lot of them were linking to products that were no longer available. Some of the links and posts were like linking to blogs that were like no longer up or running. Oh yeah. Um, so like what I did is I got a broken link checker and it basically... Yeah. It goes through my site every day and it'll just send me an email with all like the broken links that are on my site. So that's a really good service. You should send that to me and I will link it in the show notes. Yeah. That's a good idea. I usually go to brokenlinkcheck.com and you like put in your website and then it'll like run through it really quick and it'll tell you any broken links. But I like the idea of it sending you an email every day because like you could check it once, but you should probably check it like once a month because honestly links just like they can change so quickly. And it's a big no-no for SEO, but also interlinking with old posts. Because whenever I'm writing a new post, I always link to old posts, but I never go back to those old posts and link to the new posts, which is you're supposed to do this. But uh, who has time for that? So this would be a good chance to like actually do that. So what's your third step? It's to optimize your posts for search engines. So yes. Whenever I first started blogging, I had no clue, like, what SEO was. Like, I, I installed Yoast SEO on my website, but I had no clue That's what good. I was doing with it. And so I'd, like, put one word in for, like, the keyword or the key phrase. Um, I used to do that, too. Yeah. And so now I go back and I'm like, why did I do this? Like, no wonder it's not getting any organic traffic. Yeah. I mean, well, technically, whatever you put in Yoast means nothing because that means nothing. Um, it's just a way for Yoast to help guide you. So like you putting that in doesn't tell Google what your keyword is. Like Google needs to figure that out based on all of your other data. But that's a podcast for another time. Um, <laughs> but basically Yoast is such a good resource, but it's true that when you first get it, like you don't know how to use it. I didn't know how to use it. So now that you have a better grasp of it, hopefully, um, it's a good chance to go back um, and also edit metadata. Like I never edited the metadata for my website until like it was sad how, how recently it was. 
So that is a great chance to go edit all of that. And for those who don't know, metadata is the information that shows up in Google. So when you search for a website, there's a title and a description. That's the metadata, blah, metadata and that helps people click on links. So it's good to have keywords in there and also to just make it good. Yeah. Yes. So that's probably the biggest thing that you could do going back. I would say that's the most important step because that's like the most clear way to bring more traffic from those posts. But what's your fourth step? Um, it's to increase the readability. So all of my old posts, they would just be like one long like paragraph. Like there's nothing breaking yeah, them up. There are too. no subtitles, no images. Oh yeah, me and no images. Oh, we go way back. I, I never put, I oh, or the images that I did put were like, oh, so bad. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, like all like a ton of mine were like blurry or they were so poorly edited because I didn't have Lightroom <laughs> and they did. I don't know. They were they were awful. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's if I even put images at all. Like oof, I would put stock images like in the middle of my post. It was bad. No one wants to go back to this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So adding those visuals and. Um, my big thing was breaking up large chunks of text because as you learn to write for the web you learn that you should only be doing like two to three sentences per paragraph like nobody wants to sit there and read like a giant paragraph this isn't your english class but like coming from english class this was really hard for me so i would write these huge chunks of text and it was just like so hard to read but i didn't know what i was doing so i was like look at me go but whenever i edit a post now the first thing i do is I'm, pr I'm pressing line break like constantly. That's my go-to. So that's definitely an easy step, but like super important. And then finally, your fifth step. Um, it's to remarket the newly updated content. So um, with every time I finished auditing the content of a post, I would create the new Pinterest graphic and then I would go and share on Tailwind and Tailwind Tribes. And some of these started like going viral. So last month was actually, I had the most views on my site in a single month that I've ever had because I was going back Whoa. and doing this. So, Yep, you're welcome for that Pinterest course. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's true. Like that's such a good way to get fresh graphics, have something new to post on social media, especially Pinterest, because now Pinterest doesn't care about your old posts. So you got to like redo them basically. And I think that is a really good way to be excited about like promoting new content. Cause I hate, I cringe when I go promote things that I wrote a long time ago in Tailwind, which I do, oh, I do it. But like, I feels, I don't, I don't get excited about it. Like I'm not really trying to push it because I'm like, this post sort of sucks. So having something that I've freshly written to promote, even if I just revised it, like it, it puts you in a better headspace and you're more excited about it. And I think that's what's most important. Yeah, because, like, a lot of my posts, like, they were some of my most visited posts, but they were also the cringiest. Like, I hated them. I did not know why <laughs> yes. they were popular. And then, like, once I went back and, like, audited them, I felt better about, like, resharing them on social media. Yes, but for sure. Was, I think, uh, and also you feel better knowing that, like, if someone finds this in your future, like, your grandkids, they won't be like, <laughs> what is Mima doing? <laughs> she has no grip on reality. So I feel like it helps you in that way. And it's worth it for me just for that because I cringe. Like the cringe is real. Like it really disturbs me like how bad they are. Um, so I imagine, I imagine because I haven't done this, I imagine that the relief from redoing them just like makes it so much less horrible um, to think about those older posts. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm cringing already. So where do you even, like, start? So how do you know what to audit? Like, how do you know when you're moving in the right direction? Yeah, so there is a few different ways um, to know, like, what to do and where to start. Um, Like, you could ask your readers or other bloggers and family members. But Mm -hmm. what I did is I went um, into my analytics and I looked at my most visited posts because I knew those are the ones that brought in the most traffic. Those are the ones I'd probably have the most success with if I was interlinking and getting people to stay on my site. True. So that's where I started um, when I was going back and doing all of this. I think that's the best way to do it. Like, I don't even think I will ever get to some of, like, the posts that just completely flopped and I do not care about. And I think that's okay. But I totally agree with you. It's worth starting at, like, those top ten. So what's a good schedule for someone who's intimidated by this process and they're like, I'm not really sure how many I can handle. Like, how many would you recommend they do? Like, in a month, in a week? Um, Probably just starting with, like, one or two a week until, like, until you get used to the process. Like, for me, it's been, like, easier the more I do it. So now I'll do, like, two or three a day. Just because. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, well, that's, like, I was, like, I have nothing else to do, so I might as well do this. <laughs> so, Summer vacation. Yeah. Well, it was, like, because I was, I took, like, four different trips in June so it's like mm-hmm. I didn't have access to a computer, so it's like I gotta like mass like re audit all these posts that way I have something going when I'm on vacation. So, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, two a day sounds ambitious, but I could definitely see doing one post a week. As that sounds like such a little amount, but even that one post is like a really big improvement. I think so. That's a good start. I think I can handle this. Maybe I'll try. <laughs> I definitely need to. Um. Even just making the list for me sounds intimidating. Um, I have this issue where I used to host my images on a third-party website, which was not smart. But it was like an actual image hosting website. It wasn't like I was link, um, what's it called, where you like link share? I don't know. This was a thing back in the day. But I I used this third-party website for like a year when I first started my blog. And then they like switched it to where you need to pay for this service instead of it being free. So none of those images are on my website anymore. And I think it's just a broken link. And thinking about that keeps me up at night, but I'm still not going back. I like made a list once. I was like, I got to go in and update this one, this one, this one. Here's the order. This was like two years ago and I never did it. And I'm haunted by this. So don't be me. Yeah, that horrifies me. So last but not least, uh, aside from my sad link hosting story, um, what are your biggest tips for like actually successfully auditing your own content? Yeah, so whenever you go back to audit your own content, like don't feel like you have to do it like all within like a week or a month or whatever. Like it's kind of just go at your own pace and you don't even have to do all of it. You could just focus on like your best posts or the ones that you feel like or within like your current niche if you've like switched niches. Oh, true. Yeah, see, that's where I have an issue too because most of my old cringe content is in the college niche, which I don't really talk about much anymore. Um, but they still bring in traffic, so I guess it's still worth it. But I definitely would not get to all of them. I would I would let them die of natural causes. Yeah, like that's what I was gonna do because I was like, I'm just focusing on travel and blogging posts now. And then like, I look back at my analytics and like, I still get like thousands of views on all these old college posts. I'm like, I just can't let these go to waste. I have to re-audit these even though I don't want to. And You have more motivation than me. I, I will definitely 
at some point, hopefully, get to my college posts as well because they definitely need to be done. So how do you keep from getting overwhelmed? Like I have a hundred posts, over a hundred posts. Like how do I deal with this? Yeah, so just kind of like break it up into like the different, like your different priorities. So like for me, that was starting with my top 10 posts. And then from there, I just kind of went like with with whatever direction um, I felt like. And I just kind of like would follow the same pattern so I would first change the content and then I could just leave it at that if I wanted to if I didn't Mm -hmm. feel like I needed to add images or whatever because it's just kind of whatever you feel like you need to do there's not a specific you need to do this 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 and this yeah even though like it might help like it's not really necessary if you don't feel like the post is going to do well um that's a good point yeah yeah, the thought of going in and, like, re- the images really trips me up because I hate doing images already. Like, it, taking pictures is not my thing, and I don't have a ton of pictures to, like, pull from, especially for, like, those old college posts. I'm, not like, not even in college anymore, so, like, what am I supposed to find to take a picture of, you know? So I'm like, okay, but just thinking about one, like, what can you do? I guess that's, like, the right question is to be, like, what can you focus on? And then don't really worry about the other stuff because like any improvement is an improvement. So that's good. In addition to content audits, there are other kinds of like audits you can do to your website. You could do like an SEO audit, um, images audit, um, social media audit. So like what's next? Or you think you're going to do a different kind of audit or are you leaving it here? I'll probably do like an audit over just like the theme in general. Um, just to try to like make it more user friendly because my theme, it, like, I went to that website where you can test how fast your website loads, mm-hmm. and mine is so slow because of, like, how... The theme. Yeah. Like, it's massive. Yes, that's definitely an issue. I think we should do a second podcast and a second blog post about how to audit, like, your website speed and your usability and, like, all of that stuff. Yeah. Like, half of my half of my content audit right now is, like, just going back and minimizing these images because all the images were, like, thousands of pixels... Oh my gosh, that's my nightmare. Yeah. But like, I didn't know any better when I was starting out. I'm I know. just like, oh, I here's a pretty picture. That's why, okay, see, I did know better. And that's why I hosted my pictures on a third party and that backfired. So <laughs> I clearly didn't have the better solution. I was like, I can't host my pictures here. They're too big. I'll do it somewhere else. And then, nope. So <laughs> pictures are a nightmare in themselves. Um, but yeah, that's such a good point. Um, I think... Uh, besides content like usability and like site speed are like the next big thing um even before seo because if you don't have a functioning website like there's no point driving traffic to it yeah and it like affects the bounce rate so much and i feel like that's yes, like a big problem with my bounce rate is just how long it takes to load that definitely could be a big issue um and google has recently announced that they take site speed really seriously so it's worth considering. Um, that's definitely an issue with the the themes. You have to really be careful about that. But we'll have to do another podcast on that when you write another guest post. My dog is barking, so tell everyone where they can find you. So my website is thisgirlknowsit.com, and you can find me on all social media um, with thisgirlknowsit. Yes, and check out her guest post on SamanthaBility. I'll link it in the show notes because it's really, really in-depth and like way more in-depth than this podcast. So if you've listened to this and you're like, you know what, I think I need to do that too, then go check it out because it's really valuable. So yeah, 
And while you're at it, listen to the other podcast we did where we talked about rebranding, because I feel like that's also pretty relevant to this. So if you're rebranding, if you're fixing your old posts, now you're set. Cool. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and check out the blog post and everything I just said to you. So have a productive week. Happy Thursday. Happy 4th of July. And I'll see you next week.